on today's Locked On Texan podcast, it ain't enough Neil Sporin around to go with all of these cuts made by the Houston Texans, but some of these wounds may not make sense. Cody and I discuss how the cuts affect the Houston Texans roster and the depth chart. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your jobs for free at LinkedIn.com backslash NFL, Locked On NFL. I'm John Hickman, joined, of course, by Cody Davis. Uh, there are a lot of players, unfortunately, without a home now due to the NFL making the cuts. They had to get that down by 4 p.m. Eastern time. Am I right, Cody? Houston yes, sir. Time. 3 p.m. Central here. Yeah. And for the Houston Texans, among all of the cuts, I think the headliners right now, Marlon Mack, Graylin Arnold, Jalen Camp, and I'll tell you why that's important. Uh, Johnny Johnson, and I'll tell you why that's important. Max Sharpen, Kevin Pierre-Lewis, Connor Weddington, Chris Conley, Cody. When we look at the cuts, how will this affect the Houston Texans roster, the depth chart, everything moving forward? And eventually in this show, we're going to have to talk about how the Houston Texans only have four wide receivers under contract. They cut uh, – Four wide receivers, including Drew Estrada, who I didn't mention. Chris Conley, I think, may have been the biggest headline because didn't feel like they had found a replacement as of yet. However, you and I have been speculating this entire time on and off the screen that Houston will probably go through and look at players on the waivers. They are third on the waiver wire this season. So I believe that they will bring in somebody. I'm hoping Tyler Johnson. Shout out to my boy David Harrison over at the Locked On Bucks. We talked about that in private a few weeks back. But, Cody, your honest opinion, when you look at the cuts made, any surprises, any disappointments, and then let's talk about how this will affect this roster. Uh, To be honest with you, John, listeners and viewers, I'm not surprised by a majority of these cuts. I think – The biggest one of all, in my opinion, is more so Terrence Brooks. Now, I say that because I remember at the start of training camp, we were sitting there and we was trying to decide who was going to be the starter next to Jalen Petro entering the 2022 campaign. And for the longest, I really thought that it was going to be Terrence Brooks. However, Thankfully, for the first time in his career, and I do want to give a shout out to Jonathan Owens, um, he has made this 53-man roster, and this is a guy who has looked good going back all the way to voluntary OTAs. Now, with that being said, I know a lot of people was expecting to get the news, get the reports that Eric Murray has been waived or released by the Texans. I thought for sure that he was not going to be a part of this organization moving forward. However, John, I was a bit surprised that this Texans team did decide to keep Murray over Terrence Brooks. I'm not, I don't know how to feel about that. To me, that is one of, if not the biggest surprise. However, 
This isn't the biggest surprise, but I want to say this might be the most disappointing move that took place on Tuesday. And of course, I'm talking about the release of Marlon Mack. Look, ladies and gentlemen, ever since Damian Pierce ran for, what was it, nine yards on his very first attempt as a member of the Houston Texans during the Texans preseason victory against the New Orleans Saints. Everybody in the press box, everybody in NRG Stadium, even if you was watching on TV, everybody say, you know what, that is going to be the starting running back come week one of the regular season. Ever since then, the number one topic has been who's going to be running back number two. Is it going to be Marlon Mack? Is it going to be Rex Burkhead? John, you know, I've said it ever since the start of training camp. I did not want to see Rex Burkhead be a part of this organization. And unfortunately, as we sit here, literally two, three hours um, removed from the deadline, Rex Burkhead is still part of this organization. Now, granted, Rex Burkhead isn't the worst running back in the league. However, I still do not believe that he deserved a roster spot over Marlon Mack. During the preseason, Marlon Mack appeared in three games where he recorded 90 yards on 21 carries. Rex Burkhead appeared in two preseason games where he recorded 33 yards on 12 carries. And ladies and gentlemen, Marlon Mack recorded four yards per attempt while Rex Burkhead recorded Two and a half yards per attempt during the preseason. So I, I honestly don't understand what the Houston Texans are thinking here with this move of keeping Rex Burkhead. John, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, the way this backfield is looking, do you think this is the Houston Texans way of saying, you know what? We have a young stud in Damian Pierce. We believe who is going to have a phenomenal, forget season, but a phenomenal career. Let's just go ahead and make him our primary running back at every down back. And if we need so due to injury or situational purposes or whatever the case might be, we'll throw in Rex Burkhead. Because keep in mind, um, Damian Pierce, he had, what, some of the least attempts throughout his career at Florida. Yeah, I, I think it's... And guys, if you see me drinking tea or if I sound, I'm just having, a, a, you know, a bad infection right now. But the show must go on. But I think letting Marlon Mack go and keeping Rex Burkhead is just picking loyalty over good business and football decisions. Which I did not want to see. That's I, 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 I a plain way to put it. Listen, and by the way, we got to give a shout out to Darray. Darray was a player that you hmm. and I both really liked the moment Houston signed him. And I think that Whenever he had been featured for Houston, and I still don't think it was enough, uh, there were carries that should have been going to Darre outside of Rex Burkhead, but he did the most with the least, I think, amount of opportunities. Uh, but when we look at Rex Burkhead, I think, again, you're picking a guy that you like. He's a culture guy. He's a culture fit. And regardless of what you look and feel on Damian Pierce, who, by the way, deserves the number one spot, we're not going to sit here and talk about Marlon Mack like he should have been the number one running back. That's not the conversation. The conversation should be, what if this is the NFL, right? When we look at this wide receiver group, which we're going to get into later in the show, that's a thin group. So when we look at a running back group that has talent at the top, and I mean at the very top, Damian Pierce is your talent. Now you look at running back two and running back three, who's going to fill that void? There's no reason why Rex Burkhead should be RB2. And then you look at a Darray who maybe can fill in at RB2. But we also got to talk about Royce Freeman. He also made the roster. Mm -hmm. So 
And I, I look at this running back group as very uh, – it's it may be ineffective if Damian Pierce goes down. You have to bank on Damian Pierce playing 15 to 17 games for this group to be effective moving forward. And if we're sticking with the ring game right now, one player I want to show a lot of love to, just Troy Harrison, man. Switching over from defensive end to fullback athletic guy, beating out uh, Andy Jonovich, who signed a $2 million, I think, guaranteed deal when mm -hmm. he came here to Houston, beat out Quisenberry. Uh, he made the 53-man 53, 53 roster. When I talk about surprises, what surprised me the most, not necessarily that they kept the player in his position, but that they just didn't keep him. I thought Graydon Arnold was going to be a lock to make this roster. Six mm -hmm. tackles, five tackles, three tackles in his game, three games respectively, one sack, played great defense, played some even better at times special teams. I didn't see a, a, a reason – to let him go. And I think he's one of those players that Houston really hopes to get back on a practice squad. A lot of these guys, when we look at who Houston uh, let go, you look at a Johnny Johnson. Again, we'll get into that. I think he's the guy that Houston wants to bring back on their practice squad. Drew Estrada, practice squad type of player. So, but, you know, to bring it back to Arnold, I thought that he was a player that deserved above Terrence Brooks, who they let go, above Eric Murray who is still on this roster. And by the way, for you guys wondering why is Eric Brooks, uh, Eric Murray, excuse me, still on this roster. Hmm. He does have a $4.6 million dead money cap hit. So I think that's Houston trying to avoid that, um, that amount of money right now. I think Houston is one of the top teams in the NFL in terms of dead money that they uh, owe. So maybe that's just another hit that they're trying to avoid financially and business wise. I can understand that. This is still a business, um, but I do want to transition over to the linebacking group. Kevin Pierre-Lewis, a player that came in with Houston last year under the David Cully era. I don't even hmm. call it the era or not. Just, <laughs> the David the Cully year. <laughs> yeah, uh, that moment in time, we can call it. Kevin Pierre-Lewis was released, was cut by the Houston Texans, and – I was seeing a lot of people saying, well, this is a sock. He was competing for a starting role. Everything I just said about Graydon Arnold, I'm going to say the same thing about Blake Cashman. I can even make a case for Jake Hansen, both of those two linebackers, and Jalen Reeves-Maven. All three of those linebackers made the team for this Houston Texan roster. But overall, Blake Cashman, 20 tackles, two passes, deflection, two tackles for a loss, one interception. What he showed you was his ability to get some depth and drop back and cover. That is something that for Lovey Smith and this defense, they really need. That's something they struggled with last year, right? That was a area of need. And so Blake Cashman, who, if you talk to a lot of scouts, a lot of people who've been covering football, specifically for the Jets, they'll tell you Blake Cashman is super, super good. This injury prone, right? And so now he looks mm -hmm. to put that behind him. He's been healthy. We haven't had any issues. Not too many holes out of practice, Cody. I don't even think he's set out of practice. Yeah, you know, so he's here, and Jake Hansen is a player. Listen, talk about Rex Burkhead staying on his roster. There's a connection there between Burkhead and the front office. Jake Hansen, there's a connection there between the, him being a linebacker and your head coach who coached you at Illinois. But mm. Jake Hansen also deserved an opportunity to be on his roster. So, um, 
Pierre Lewis was not a shock. I thought that was the right move because there are two guys that just played their asses off. Now, when we look at how this affects the roster and the depth chart, I got to ask myself, I was a fan of Gary Wallow coming into the training camp. Haven't seen him. Cashman, Hanson, Reeves, seen all three of those linebackers. Also, Christian Harris. When will he be featured? Because Kirksey and Hill have played some damn good football. So the linebacker group right now is maybe the most interesting group on this team so far. I think Kevin Pierre-Lewis kind of fell victim to the quote-unquote injury-prone title, just like Jordan Jenkins did. I mean, John, you remember that was one of the first cuts that they made. And Jenkins, just like Kevin Pierre-Lewis, you know, had he had he been healthy throughout training camp and throughout preseason, he would have been um, in competition for a starting role on that defensive front. However, last year, Jordan Jenkins was always injured. And the same thing for Kevin Pierre-Lewis. This is a guy who has only played nine games. And look, this Houston Texans team, they don't have a standout guy that is going to be your star on the defensive side of the ball. At least not yet. I mean, I, I understand. No, I don't know. I think Petrie. I get it. But they're rookies. They're rookies. You know, but I say all that just to say at the end of the day, in order for this organization to be good, they're going to have to make sure that they have a lot of guys available on Sundays. And Kevin Pierre-Lewis already already proven to this organization that his health and his durability cannot be trusted. Smart decision by a getting smarter franchise, I'll say that. Just like the Houston Texans, you're going to need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. And LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and then use the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview. Don't get no easier than that. So LinkedIn Jobs, tell you something, they help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Who don't like speed? We all rave about four, three guys. That's what LinkedIn Jobs can do. And did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Also, today's episode of Locked On Texans is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made super easy. You can pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. Also, first time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKED ON. That's prizepicks.com, promo code LOCKED ON. Welcome back in, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers out there. Thank you guys for sticking around before we can talk about the Houston Texans and move forward. I just want to know, Cody, and I'm sure you've been a victim of this, not knowing what to wear in Houston because you don't know what season you're going to get. <laughs> is it hot? Is it cold? 
Is it is it, is it going to rain? Is it not going to rain? Uh, but let's continue on to the Houston Texans. Look at some more of the cuts that was made. Cody, your guy, rookie, undrafted out of Houston, Seth Green was cut by the Houston Texans. And along with Anthony Eclair. So when we look at the tight end group, along with Mason Shrek, there's only what, two active tight ends right now, and that will be Braven Jordan, Farrell Brown. We haven't seen Farrell Brown in two games. Uh, he's been dealing with some things outside of football, so we wish him the best. But mm -hmm. there's a lot to rest on second-year tight end. Brevin Jordan, who, you know, to be quite honest, has been very unimpressive. So when we look at Houston and the possibility of them going through the wide receiver waivers, Houston may also look around and try to maybe trade for a tight end like they tried to before or see who's out there. Uh, O.J. Howard is a name. Don't go nowhere. We're going to talk about it, of course. <laughs> However, we got to move forward. And let's look at the wide receiver group. Again, as I mentioned, the Houston Texans moved on from Jalen Camp, Johnny Johnson, Connor Weddington, along with uh, Chris Conley and Drew Estrada leaving four active contractual wide receivers on the roster. And, uh, you know, I'm, I feel two ways about this. I'm thankful, and I, I know a lot of people are, <laughs> that Chris Conley is no longer a Houston Texan. And we talked about this. He just never seemed engaged throughout this offseason so far. And I talked about this with a buddy of mine when we went to go watch the Texans play. It's just that pass that sailed over his head when he had no attempt to track it down, I thought that was the defining moment on whether or not he was going to be a Texan moving forward. Uh, but – Jalen Kemp and Johnny Johnson, who I believe that one of those two guys um, and Connor Weddington, one of those three players, Houston more than likely will try to bring back on their practice squad, keep them around for insurance purposes. Um, but I am worried right now for this for this wide receiver depth chart. Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, Philip Dorsett, Chris Moore. That is it. The – Texas and they did bring uh, Chester Rogers off the PUP list, right, Cody? Yes, sir. But the season starts in a week and a half, and four wide receivers on this depth chart. The rest have been moved on from at this time. We're going to talk about this later in the week. I just think that one of those players should have been kept on this roster. Uh, but there is a player. Are we going to talk about players that was released today and? Or are we going to save that? Because Tyler Johnson is a player from the Bucks that I really think Houston should call his agent and figure something out right now. Uh, I think he has more upside than what we've seen out of the, the wide receivers that they let go. Uh, played with Brady last year, understands what it takes to play with a, a top-end quarterback, something that Brandon Cooks knows. And so I think that he would be adding depth but he also may be adding knowledge and how to just play wide receiver in the NFL from a professional standpoint and playing with the greatest of all time. 
I, I look at this wide receiver and a tight end core kind of in the same light. I mean, like you mentioned, as of right now, if the season started today, the Houston Texans will be going out there with only two tight ends, possibly just one, because as you mentioned, Farrell Brown is dealing with some things off field as of right now. Um, and then, of course, you know, the wide receiving core is, is, is a little bit thin. But, John, I'm looking at this from a standpoint. I do believe that Nick Casario is going to – explore the market i don't know about trading for a particular player at any one of those positions but the guy that you just mentioned of course there's oj how oj howard who is out there um there is a lot of talent who is out there for nick Osirio and the houston texans to go out there and bring those guys in and give them an opportunity within these next two weeks to see if they have what it takes to help this organization and to piggyback off what you had to say, of course, I want to say that might have been another disappointment of mine. When I take a look at Johnny Johnson III, when I take a look at Jalen Kemp, I've been told by a source that both of those guys are, are prime candidates to be a part of the Houston Texans practice squad. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about Drew. But Johnny Johnson, Jalen Camp, they will still be a part of this organization as practice squad members. But John, I really wanted them to really wanted to see them be a part of the Texans 53 man roster because both of those guys had very good training camps. Both of those guys had a very solid outing in the preseason, especially the preseason opener against the New Orleans Saints with Jeff Driscoll as their quarterback. They went out there and recorded a combined 78 yards, four catches, and two touchdowns. And remember. A couple weeks ago, I said, if you can go out there and put on that type of production with Jeff Driscoll as your quarterback, I really want to see what you are able to do with Davis Mills as your quarterback. And it seemed like towards the end of camp, Davis Mills was really starting to find some chemistry and camaraderie with both of those wide receivers. But John, once again... Because this organization wants to be more competitive, because the organization wants to go out there and win more than four games this year and also put their young quarterback in Davis Mills in the best possible situation to not only win in 22, but once again, showcase that he has what it takes to be this team starting quarterback beyond this upcoming season. I do believe that Nick Casario is going to explore the market in both of these positions, especially at tight end, because I do remember a couple weeks ago, Lovey Smith hinting at the fact that the Texans could still go out there and explore the tight end market to see if they can bring in some better talent. And not only that, he also hinted at the same thing again during his media press conference Monday morning. So, John, listeners, viewers, I would say just keep an eye out. Keep your phone notification on for the next 24 to 48 hours because, as Lovey Smith mentioned on Monday, just because we have our 53-man roster does not mean that we're going to stop trying to enhance this roster moving forward. Yeah, also, I forgot about Tegan Quintoriano, the rookie. However, I think the Houston Texans, and let me confirm this, uh, mid-show, right? But the Houston Texans did put him on the PUP list. So he won't be opening up the season. But, you know, I, I want to say this. If Houston really was serious about getting Davis Mills the talent that he deserves, this should have never been in question at wide receiver. The tight end group, you can understand that. But the wide receiver group, I think, should have been invested in more throughout this entire time and offseason. I want to look at Lyndon Bowding as well. He was released earlier on Tuesday. That may be a player who had a phenomenal senior season, his last season at Kentucky. I want to say he caught 1,400 yards. 
Um, but little remember when they signed Deshaun Hamilton, who we thought mm-hmm. was going to be good for Houston. We look at Tyler Johnson, kind of the same build and makeup, right? And so I look at Johnson as a player that Houston could possibly bring in and replace what they maybe wanted to get out of Deshaun Hamilton. So that's a thought. Uh, also, when we look at some of the other players that was released, Cody, another guy that we must talk about finally being moved on from Max Sharpen. You know, I thought he had a, and I'll say this all the time. I thought Max Sharpen had a better rookie season than Titus Howard, but each year since then just regressed. And so right now, the 2018 Texan draft class, there's only one man left, and that is Titus Howard. <laughs> Everyone else is gone. Tweet through it. Is in Tennessee. I wonder if he made the roster. Max Sharpton is now going as well. And then I also want to take a look at you may not like this, but I thought Isaac hit him. I thought he, you know, played well those last two preseason games to make a roster spot. And so right now, when we look at the Houston Texans depth chart at corner, Steven Nelson, Tavier Thomas, Derek Stingley, Desmond King, Tremont Smith. I'm happy for Tremont Smith. He's a player that can do it all, special teams, defense, slot, outside. And so he deserves the spot as well. Just still iffy on why Eric Murray is here. Only four safeties at this time on the roster. So maybe Houston can look to upgrade that position as well. You know, in hindsight, we look at Max Sharpen, Titus Howard, Lonnie Johnson. In hindsight, this is just like another reason why the last two years of this era of football for Houston it was just ridiculous. Also, hindsight is twenty twenty, and you can't change the past, but what you can do is help out your future self. Maybe you need to borrow a little extra cash. Now you can with Dave. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank up. Uh, buy some tickets to the Texan game, or go check out the Wingstop Wings. And I got a new chicken sandwich out, so go figure. The chicken sandwich wars are starting back up. You can also finally tackle some of those extra expenses that's been stressing you out without any hangups. Best part about it, there's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So listen. Take your phone out of your pocket, pull it out, unlock the screen, go to the app store, download the Dave app right now. That is D-A-V-E. Sign up for the extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to Dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve and member FDIC. Remember, remember this. Future you will thank your present you. Thank you guys for making Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Find the intellectual fantasy expert, Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has or is thinking of. So go ahead, get ready for your fantasy draft with the Locked On Fantasy Football. Before we move forward, got to give a shout out right now. Mark Anderson, you guys may remember him from Alabama. You guys may remember him for from the Patriots. However, Mark Anderson, 
you should be able to remember him from the Houston Texans during the 2010 season, during that year with the Houston Texans. I had four sacks. Well, he hit me up on Twitter today, and I just want to show him some love like he showed us love. Uh, mm. He said, what's good, bro? You think Cooks, Nico, Pierce going to eat this year? Let's check you guys out on YouTube and like the content. Appreciate it. Yes, we always sir. appreciate the love. Um, and my response was, yo, what's up, Mark? I think all three of those players are going to be impactful for this offense. Cooks, we know what he can do. But I think Pierce may be the steal of the draft and should hover around 1,000 yards, 9 to 12 TDs. Said, keep grinding. We're going to keep grinding. I'm grinding right now. I don't have no voice. Mm. I'm still talking. But let's transition over to a cut that a lot of you guys, <laughs> not even a cut, it was a trade. But a departure of a player that people were calling for and pretty much kind of hated the moment he was drafted. Drafted before Jonathan Taylor was drafted because of direct result of mm. Bill O'Brien, the entity himself, trading Deshaun, uh, De, not Deshaun, but DeAndre Hopkins to the Carolina, Carolina, to the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> for the 40th pick. Trey so and, bad, you don't even want to see it. I don't mm. even want to see it. Ah, Lee Houston, Texas has been bad. But pick. Ross Blacklock David was traded Johnson. with a seventh round pick to the Minnesota Vikings for their next year's sixth round pick. Um, and I'm happy for Ross. I'm happy that Ross have a opportunity to go play for the Vikings to get a fresh start. He's not cut. He was traded. So there was some value there for him. Uh, Ross has the technique. Ross has the physical skills. And I think Landry Locker put it perfectly. All of that just never came together Came together consistently for Ross Blacklock. And, again, I'm going to always say this. When Ross is good, he's doing things that won't show up on the stat sheet. Last year was his best year in the league. Second year, two sacks, over 20 tackles. This year, there are some times where he looked good. But I think there were some times where it just didn't seem like the fit was there for him. So he is now a Minnesota Viking. Shout out to Ross. Wish nothing but the best for you. Yeah, and I really do hope Ross actually has an opportunity to have arguably the most successful career after leaving his organization because, John, it seems like a lot of promising guys like Alani Johnson and Kiki QT, it's because they was not given a great – uh, again, he was cut last year. Then he got on, I think, the Indianapolis Colts practice squad. But, you know, I, I say all that just to say, you know, this organization <laughs> did not do their players, their young guys, any justice on putting them in a great situation rather than giving them the opportunity to go out there on the field, showcase what they can do. And not only that, giving them an opportunity to learn. Um they just wasn't put in a great situation. And like I mentioned, Kike QT, Lonnie Johnson, these guys, it seems like they've just been struggling to catch on with different teams ever since their departure. And when I take a look at a guy like Ross Blacklock, there was times, as you mentioned, we saw potential. However, he just came in at a rough time. And not only that, John, as you alluded to and you put it best, um, it seems like he should have never been here in the first place because of being part of arguably the worst trade in franchise history. And look, we had Ross Blacklock on this show a couple weeks ago. As a matter of fact, I think it was last week. Um, had an opportunity to talk to Ross Blacklock fresh off the practice field during training camp. And the one thing that him and I talked about both on and off camera was the new 
atmosphere surrounding this organization with the coaching staff, with the new regime, and even off camera, Ross Blackhawk told me, you know, he kind of wished that he had this coming into the Houston Texans. And, um, you know, I 100% agree with him because, look, had he had the support of this regime, had he had veterans reaching out to him, you know, early on in his career, had he had the opportunity to go out there on the field, showcase what he can do, learn from his mistakes, we probably won't even be talking about his departure today, but, you know, good luck to Ross Blacklock. But as I mentioned, John, at the time, through our training camp, they was working with, what, 14 defensive linemen. They could have used 10 of them, and Ross Blacklock was the guy that was on the bubble. Yeah, it was just that room was very crowded. Hmm. And he wasn't, you know, to put it plainly, he wasn't their pick. And so hmm. when you're not somebody's pick and they're not married to you, it's easy to go ahead and file though for divorce. Uh, Cody, with the cuts being made, excuse me, with the roster getting, you know, shaping out now, are you, for the most part, happy with the decisions made by the front office? Yeah, because like I mentioned to open up the show, outside of the Marlon Mack cutting and the Terrence Brook cutting, Almost everybody that I kind of expected wasn't going to make this team is on the list as of right now as we speak. Um, I would like to mention I, I did wish other than throwing both Johnny Johnson and Jalen Camp, throwing both of those guys on the practice squad, I do wish they would have kept at least one to be a part of their active 53-man roster because, yes, Chester Rogers did make his team. However... What is going on with that scenario? He came in the first day of training camp. He got hurt. Next thing you know, he misses, like, I believe, a week and a half. He goes out. He plays one preseason game. Then he gets hurt again. And I'm looking at this from a standpoint of Nick Casario, Lovey Smith. If you are holding guys like Jordan Jenkins and Kevin Pierre-Lewis, guys that when they're healthy, I know without a doubt they would have helped this team. However, as I mentioned, it seems like injuries and their inability to stay healthy hurt their chances of making this 53-man roster. I'm holding you accountable or why Chester Roger is still part of this organization. Something that's, you know, we, we're not talking about in terms of a surprise to me right now, Royce Freeman made this roster over Marlon Mack. Um, I, I thought that was a surprise. Also, when I look at the how the depth chart is set up currently, there's currently no backup left tackle. There's currently no backup right guard. So let's put it plainly, Houston is not done with shaping this roster. Mm-hmm. Not by a long shot. Um, and currently at this time, Christian Harris is now listed as a Sam. With Jake Hansen backing them up. Blake Cashman mm-hmm. is the third linebacker, middle linebacker, with Neville Hewitt above him on the depth chart. And speaking of depth chart, if you guys remember those unofficial depth charts that Houston dropped a couple of times throughout the last three weeks, you remember that. You'll look at this, how the depth chart is created now, and you may be laughing to yourself. But it is alarming to me that there is no backup left tackle, no backup right guard. As of right now, Charlie Heck is still on this roster. Austin Declas is still on this roster. Where will, you know, how they play out and fill the void? Scott Quisenberry is his backup center. Justin Britt is his starting center. And Gennard, Malik Collins, Roy Lopez, Jerry Hughes, they will make up the front four 
with Kurt Hennish backing up Roy Lopez. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan podcast. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at Locked On Texans. More importantly, give us a subscribe. <clears throat> excuse me, on YouTube. Find us under the, under the name Locked On Texans. Subscribe, like, comment, share, all of that. I know what to do. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.